Welcome to tomorrow's world. Bienvenue au monde à venir. I did not come as one who was hearing Mr. Armstrong. I never knew who Mr. Armstrong was. I came here as a French teacher. And then the, the thing which surprised me says, do you know why you were born? I had no idea what the church was, and uh, I had plenty of time on hand, and I took some of Mr. Armstrong's uh, booklets and translated them. I was interested, and uh, gradually I began to see that my own private beliefs were not all right, therefore I had to change. And as I changed, I began to think of other things. And before I knew it, I was pushed into the ministry. At the time, first of all, when I started with uh, Dick Armstrong, Dick told me that one day we will have a French plain truth. I couldn't believe it. We would have a French broadcast. I couldn't believe it. That we'll be traveling, we'll have We'll be having churches around the world, French-speaking. I couldn't believe it. I had no idea what the broadcast was. I wasn't trained for it. One morning, about six in the morning, I was in my office. He came and says, well, would you like to have three audition tapes? I said, what? I didn't know what the audition tape was. That's how we started. And I didn't know how to make one, so I did take the booklets, three booklets, which I had translated myself. One was, does God exist? What is faith? Why were you born? And that's how I began the French broadcasts. And I remember Mr. Armstrong was, would say time and again, you know, Dibar, one day we are going to preach the gospel around the world. At the time, he did not know what television was. We started with Radio Church of God. And then the first time he saw an internet or computer, and it was almost as big as uh, this, this much of a section of the room, he says, we need that was one million dollars. People didn't believe it was possible to buy for one million dollars a computer. You know that? That decision made the whole church. That's what allowed us to have what we have today. You know what? Mr. Armstrong had a vision. And today Mr. May did this following that steps but this is what we need, brethren. Well, because, you see, when I first came, to me it was a dream that one day we'll have the French plain truth, or one day we will have a French broadcast. Well, likewise, today we are heading toward a dream. You hear Mr. Madid mention, we're going to cover the world. <clears throat> we are. 
Not because we can't do anything, but because God is the one who is leading us. People say, well, how about you guys, Mr. Merritt and I, the old-timers, if you died? Fine. We are not doing the work. God is doing the work. There's always someone who will take over. You have come to the church of God for a mission. You are not doing it. God is doing it. I had no idea that one day I'd be speaking all over Europe into French language. I had no training. Nor had a French magazine. I had no training in writing. See, have this in mind. God is the one who does it. When I see some of the attitudes of the people, it breaks my heart because I know that if you knew what's ahead of you, and that we are telling the truth, you don't have to be afraid, but it should give you the incentive, the power, the desire to do the work. Those who believe in the Bible, those who do the job and erase yourself, you're not doing it. None of us is able to do what we are doing. But you see, what you hear Mr. Meredith or Mr. Armstrong prior to that, it's true. It's going to happen. Just like Dick Armstrong said, the bar one day we're going to have French plan through I said, any more jokes? Likewise, you see, when you hear Mr. Meredith mention, we're going to do this and that, don't say any more jokes, but do something. And when I see Mr. Meredith, the way he's preaching today, after his attack, it's amazing. I told him, I said, look, uh, you're speaking much more powerful than in the past. You know what he told me? Well, Dibari said, I tell myself this could be my last sermon. Therefore, see, everything he has, he puts in every sermon he gives saying this may be my last sermon. I think that's a wonderful goal. And I try to imitate. Every time I speak, I say this could be my last sermon too. You see, God loves us. We don't show enough love by appreciating what we have. I would like to see God's people thanking for what they have in their prayers rather than asking for more. I came to the United States because I wanted to be part of a big country. My life has been filled with miracle after miracle after miracle before I came here. When I saw the reason I came for it's a dream. USA is no longer USA. American people are changing because they are drifting away from God. But God has blessed me because 
he gave me, under Mr. Meredith, the job of an international director. I see how many people in this country are struggling, are poor, need help, and great USA in the past was able to give to the countries what they needed. Today, no longer. I want to leave a message with you. I saw what it was about two or three years ago. I saw, as you heard Mr. Meredith mentioned, young ministers die. And some of us could also go. But brethren, God is doing the work. All you should do and God wants you to do, believe the reason you were called, sacrifice if need be, and don't ever give up. That's one message I'd like to leave with you. Don't give up, brethren. Because God knows what you can do. God knows how much you can give. God knows that unless you and I do what we are called for, then we would have missed our calling. And always, in, no matter what we do, letting God handle it. Do it God's way, not your way. And ask God, all of us should, look God, teach me your ways, as David said in the Psalms, teach me your ways and help me really do things to please you, not to please us. If all of us in God's church try to please Him, try to do what Christ taught us, try to be more better Christians, we won't have the mess we are in today. So yes, government of God is a must. But always remember, God's government, God's ways, not ours. The human nature is ready to compromise. Find ways easier. Don't look for easy ways. Look for God's ways. God has set laws in everything we do. Health, jobs, marriage, profession, whatever it is. Therefore, see, like anything else, all of those domains are ruled by laws. Therefore, if we want to succeed in life, we have to obey the laws. And everything is governed in this world by God's laws. It is a must, it is important, and if we, the more we obey God's laws, the more we appreciate them. The more we realize that God's ways are the only ways to succeed. God's ways are the only ways that makes us happy. But it's not going to be easy. I have been in God's church for a long time to know that life doesn't come the way we expect.
We have to really just know that God wants us to learn His way, do things His way, and believe. If we go that way, all of us, I think God would be pleased with us. And you know what? The simplest principle, which you have heard, I've heard, and we have practiced, I hope, the best way of being a leader is to know how to be a servant. And that's it. I can see so many people with their big dreams. My friend, dreams only come if we know how to be humble. The secret to success is humility. You know what? When I came to the college, we had two students in the French language. One of them I married. <laughs> the other one, Charles Doherty, married. She was Joan Feltz. So this is the way we started. Now, interesting part is this, brethren. I had no idea what Mr. Armstrong at the time preached or believed. But I believed one thing. I knew that if the Bible says something, I will do it. And that's how Dr. Hay tested me. The first time I heard about the Sabbath, I said, why do you keep the Sabbath? I was ready for any kind of an answer to fight back. Because I studied my own way. He said, Mr. Apartian, we keep the Sabbath because God says so checkmate. <laughs> See, that's as far as you can go. And the, brethren, if you have that in mind, you will never go wrong. If God says something, you better do it, whether you understand or not. Truth is worth seeking for, looking for, fighting for, and believing. Stick to what you believe, even if you have to lose what you have. And believe me, I've had quite a few people, friends, who lost everything. I remember primarily a young man, 20 years old, in Paris. He was drafted. He didn't want to be drafted. They said, well, either you join the army or you go to jail. He said, I go to jail. See, those are true stories. And that's what helped me to get closer to people. I love people. And people around the world are seeking, seeking for something. They don't realize that what they are seeking is in the Bible. They don't even realize that it is possible to be Christian, God's way. See, we are Christians our ways, even in God's church sometimes. The only thing which counts is to be Christian God's way. Give up what we have to give up. Believe what God says and fight for it. You see, in my life, I had to work hard. 
I, I, to fight for something. And this is what I mean when we speak of God's church, of the Feast of Tabernacles, or any of God's feasts, or God's Sabbath. Those are the things which help us get closer to God, and also they help us to appreciate God. As I mentioned, even at the latest ministerial conference, we don't have enough appreciation. We don't appreciate what God gives us. We want more. Wanting more is not the answer. It's appreciating what we have. So that has been my goal, and I would like to continue until the end.